0: to episode 35 of the Gold Card Podcast. This is our first show since the World Finals. Uh, We took a couple weeks off because, (laughs) I don't know if any of you know, but we we spend a lot of time on this stuff and we we like to take some time off before, uh, you know, diving back in a little bit again. Uh, I'm your host, Vince Kalati at Jalati LOL. We have the full crew tonight. We have John George at the Esports Plug. How's it going, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama, how's it going? And Chris Chung at Prime Time.
1: What year is it, guys? I'm so <laughs> lost. Yeah, I hope everyone's so having
0: lost. hope everyone's having a good holiday so far. Um, I know people in North America are celebrating Thanksgiving this uh, this past weekend. I uh, hope everybody had a good holiday, enjoying some time off. But uh, I figured, uh, did you guys have a good holiday, everybody?
2: Yeah, it's pretty oh, laid back. Not bad. Yeah, not mine was bad.
0: extremely laid back. It was wonderful. I had a, I had a surprisingly i I had an excellent thanksgiving like even i I had an above average thanksgiving so it was really really good (laughs) yeah Uh, we
1: had a first time ever eating american thanksgiving food so that's new
0: it's good right (laughs) (laughs) yes american thanksgiving op best holiday confirmed (laughs) yeah we got some
2: good stuff running around
0: all right so uh so we're going to do a little bit more of a laid-back episode, but we wanted—we just wanted to put something out, um, discussing some of the uh, news articles and free agent signings and trades, uh, cover some of the bigger news points that have happened in the last month or so, um, both during the World Championship and after the World Championship. There's been a lot of uh, moving pieces in all of the regions going on, uh, but before we dive into all of that, what you guys think of the Finals? I mean, I I was shocked. I'll be honest with you. Like
2: disappointing too, right? I mean, yeah. even if G two was going to lose, you would want to like I would want to see four or five games from those teams, and uh, it doesn't seem like this result ever happens if if both teams are prepared properly on the day. Definitely, just seems like FPX had them pegged, had the strategy they wanted to play pegged, and just rolled them over.
0: It's kind of to me. It's kind of strange because the the series. Like visually, like if you ignore the result, the series played out like both the teams were exactly who we thought they were going to be in a weird way because FunPlus were just like, okay, here's our strategy. Can you beat it? And we, I think, I, I know John, myself, and Chris, I, Cal, I think you even kind of were on G2, right? You thought G2 would win but you just thought FBX was, shouldn't have been as, that, that much of an as, underdog.
3: As expected.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Here, we as go. expected Here we go. Here we go. Take, L- take, B- your bra- take your brags. You get to we get to bow down to you for for a second here, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. so here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I, I just want to point this out and then I'm gonna let you let you go. Uh so I, I kind of this this series felt to me like as soon as G two solved the equation, it was gonna be over. Did anybody else feel that way? Like that's how that's how I anticipated it, that's what I wrote on. Like that's kind of like how I felt because they're the they're the team with the toolbox, right? Like, they've got all the, all the ways to de- deal with all the different situations, and FunPlus are more the team that are just like, okay, here's our one thing, we're really good at it, but can you deal with it? And it, G2 just couldn't solve the puzzle in time, so... Yeah,
2: it was... I felt like G2 came in with a similar game plan to their game plan against SKT, and I feel like that was a mistake on their part, coming definitely. in with the same game plan that you had against a vastly different team. Um, I'd agree. And those guys was kind of unfortunate. I thought. I thought if they had if they had come in with a different game plan, we could have had a very serious series here, and we could have had probably G two winning the tournament if they'd come in with the, pretty much the opposite
0: of the game plan they actually came in with. And uh, Chris, did you uh, how, how did you how did you feel in the finals? Did you kind of think it was that kind of feeling where it was once G two figured it out, or did you not feel that way?
1: Uh I just thought the game. Uh, they never gave G two the chance to. Problem solve, you know they they were trying. I, I'm sure they were thinking uh, thinking really hard. But Fpx really showed a just a tremendous gameplay that didn't allow G two to have that uh, the breathing room to make the adjustment needed. And even between games, it it just didn't seem like G two had an answer for uh, what uh, FunPlus brought. So really, hats off to them. That's a greatly uh, executed team. That's a greatly coached team. Uh, and Really, just humbled my opinion of everything.
0: Yeah, is I mean, is Warhurst has to be coach of the year, right? Like, I think yeah, people thought. I think people thought this team was going to be pretty good. Like, I think most people that were in the know, like if you asked most people, they were going to tell you that FunPlus was going to be a good team this year. Like, I think most people got that. I don't think people realized that they'd be this good. Yeah, no, like, I, agree. I even even like even the most optimistic people I know on Fun. I, I thought I was one of the most optimistic people on Fun Plus all year, and they're the kind of team that I usually don't like. Even they I was optimistic, like a, on them,
2: but they seem like a world's contender is like what I would have said. Like coming out of China, yeah, like they could they could make the world championship. I think would be very reasonable to say with that lineup. Yeah, and like the, we're, ta- we're talking like before a, the year player. started last year. Yeah, like to, just to make the world championships, I think like. They would have been like 50-50 beginning of the year. Like, yeah, they could yeah. probably do it, but not a not a team that was a favorite to win the world championship for sure.
0: They're like a really good example of just everything coming together too. Like, it, it did that team like Calvin. I'll ask this because you 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 were big on fun plus. Like, this team felt like it just kept getting better and better and better. Like as the year went on.
3: Yeah, as, as stale as like
0: not only say stale as
3: linear as this team has been all year, I just feel like. I think China is a region throughout like the course of the year it gets better and better. You know what I mean? I think they're the type of type of region who are just sloppy in the beginning and just progressively just fix small little things and just gets better. Like maybe like everything looks kinda of the same, but in the grand scheme of everything, they just perform like, you know, at their peak. It's just for some reason like I don't know. Lwx played out of his mind. Chris honestly yeah. was insane. I think that's the reason why Lwx didn't die. It's just that bottom half. The entire tournament, I think, all year has been just praised. You know, they had one bad game and that small fix after that bad game. I think it was like the first game they played.
0: Yeah, they had one. They had one mistake in like yeah. they had one bad mistake. It wasn't even a mistake. It was just a weird fight. Yeah. didn't go their way and like they just dominated the rest of the tournament yeah. after that. Like
3: it was, it was, it's it's crazy. I think it just shows you how. Adaptable, China can be. You know what I mean. The progression they can make throughout the year, okay. and it sucks because G two. I feel like if, I don't want to blame like their scrim schedules, even though they've blatantly said it. I, I don't know how you can take that into account, but like I mean, China has a lot of good teams, and they can play many styles. You know what I mean. So playing one this, this style a different style, they'll see you
0: know a bunch of stuff. I think what's what's really cool about this too is we historically. You get a good blend of teams that are very good at one thing, doing like having success, and teams that are more versatile and good at a lot of things, having success. And to me, I, I don't want to call Fun Plus like because they are capable of doing other things, but they were a rather linear team in that they were always the ones presenting what they were gonna do. Like they were they would blind pick stuff. They were they were like, okay, we're gonna do our weird thing. They were just so good, and I think if you're gonna to me the pro China argument. Like the the China best region argument to me is when you're just having to like when push comes to shove you just need your players to ball out and they do on a consistent basis like all, and that if you like that was the reason people liked Invictus right yeah that was pe- reason that was a big part of the reason why people liked RNG going into this tournament too because RNG was like Uzi was just playing out of his mind like even for Uzi he was playing out of his mind which is like terrifying it's,
2: uh, it's worth noting that. This is just another example of why you shouldn't put too much uh, like thought into the group stage. After the group stage was over, everybody said FPX was cooked; like they had no shot. They yeah. were the EDG. People were saying they might not even get out of groups after their first like loss in the group stage. Yeah, don't uh, do don't, don't take too much from a game or two. They lose one game to the uh, uh, the rep from oh god, where are they from? The Flash Wolves. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> the LMS. Yeah, the LMS. I forgot for a minute there. They lose one game to the really LMS, and all of a sudden they're completely watched, and they have no chance, and and they become the world champions. So uh, yeah, don't take too much from that there. What
0: well, I always LMS. think too, I always think too that's interesting is um when when you have a situation like I just go back and read what everyone was saying after week one, and then after week two, and look at some of the teams like look Fnatic. Fnatic's another example, right? Yep. I mean, I think we were all pretty hip to this to not to not jump too hard on that bandwagon, but even even we fell for it a little bit, right? Where like, Fnatic had that crazy single day run on the second week, and everyone was all of a sudden like, okay, like we're you know Fnatic's back, they're in good shape, they just had a rough week one, and they just got Molly Watts, right? Like it ended <laughs> up being like you know it's ended up being the tournament winner, but still like it's pretty. Uh, that, uh,
2: that team definitely seems like they had some some deeper issues. I think everybody knows that they had issues, but mm. it seemed like they had some deeper personal issues, even
0: than we would have thought,
2: uh, given what's happened in the off season and stuff since then, it seems like there was just a lot of clashing going on on that team. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: just those watching the video, I keep trying to fix this, but, uh, for now, John has a crazy mustache of the four cameras at the bottom of the screen. But it's not, <laughs> it's not, not a big deal. The <laughs> audience is fine and everything. So I'll try to fix that. Um, yeah. So, any any other thoughts on so i any other thoughts on specifically the finals? I thought I, FBX played inc- like incredibly well, and and G two got checked. They couldn't figure it out fast enough.
1: Uh, for me, it's just another year of where I think the semis was more exciting than the finals. I we really, yeah. are really hoping to like. By they, they figure something out because the seeding thing. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to blame the seeding thing, but hopefully by next year they're they're gonna have a better finals than semi.
0: It just always kind of ends up happening that way, and I, I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> a shot against the teams or anything, because I think this was the this was the deepest World Championship I think we've ever had, and like from from an entertainment perspective, I think this was probably the most entertaining World Championship ever. Even if the because the groups like we. We, we talked about it going into it, how we were kind of trading off uh, an interesting a more interesting group stage for potentially, like, one terrible matchup in the quarterfinals, and that we kind of did get the best of both, right? Other than the finals not being good, because the semifinals were fine, the other three quarterfinals were great matches, too, like, um, I guess besides the Fanatic one, but, like... We got a, a bunch of good quarterfinals. We got a good semifinals. Uh, the finals ended up being a blowout, but like and going into it, you are like, "Oh, this could have been a great match. This is gonna be a really interesting match." It just didn't come out that way. I don't think we can judge too much on that. I think overall the tournament was super entertaining. Uh, yeah, it's
2: just kind of unlucky that the finals went the way that it did because it we set up to have an unbelievable final there, mm-hmm. and it just it just turned out a
0: uh, not yeah. not the best. But yeah, uh, how about just twenty nineteen on on the whole? Like anything stick out to you because I, I kind of think there's some degree of regional parity still even though it didn't play out necessarily that way at this world championship uh, to me the big the, the big takeaway from this season like if I had to put a stamp on, on 2019 it was individual players and creativity mm-hmm. because that's yeah. like how it felt to me And it's kind of ironic that, like, I don't want to say FunPlus aren't creative, because they are. But FunPlus are like a a rather linear team. They just were really creative in the way they did it, and they just played well. Like, all their players got better over the course of the year. And they were, in a weird way, like, I kind of think G2 would have been, like, the epitome of 2019. I still kind of do think this G2 lineup was, like, just encapsulated 2019 League of Legends as well as I could put it. But, yep, yeah, but I think uh, this
2: really was like the year of G2, even though they lost the finals. I mean, winning MSI, winning both splits of LEC, forcing a lot of other teams to change the way that they played. Just yeah, every region. Every region
0: changed how they play. And most of the really good teams had to completely adapt after the middle of the season. And, I mean, it's not easy to make SK Telecom adapt like that. Like, even <laughs> SKT was doing that kind of stuff, which is wild, right? Typically, yeah. like, a very, like, sto- like staunchly, you know, traditional-style team. Yeah, definitely
2: two 2s a year for me.
0: Yeah, it, it was it was this was a good year. It was really interest really entertaining. Uh, I I found this meta incredibly fun to watch. It was it was frustrating sometimes betting it, but it was a it was a really really fun meta game to watch. Like from an entertainment value, it was, it was outstanding. And uh, you know, we'll we'll take some time at a later date to go into the preseason changes and how you know what we think of all those because a lot of that stuff's in flux. It's changing still. So. Any other takeaways from 2019, or we want to dive into some of the news from the off-season so far? Nope, let's get to
1: it.
3: Got anything from you? I do not have anything. 2019 was another good year for the LPL. Um, (laughs) Here we go. 2020. Um, LCK is looking stronger this year for you, Vince. So we'll see.
0: We'll see. Yeah, I I I do think that we we didn't talk about. We kind of talked about that going into the World Championship, but I think the LCK kind of. I guess, repronounced that they're back this year. Like they weren't just going to fall off the cliff. It didn't end up playing out that way, but um,
2: yeah, there was some, some damn one showing up and, and doing damn one things was really good for them. I think SKT really played a style that was, that was non-traditional. Fereka, who didn't make
0: the world championships was another really interesting one. We had the, the new teams in sandbox as well. Like sandbox was a really interesting team as well.
2: Yeah, I think I'll be interested to see if they if they look a lot more like China in this upcoming in this upcoming year, a little bit more
0: fluid, more uh, more aggressive, a little looser,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> more relaxed. I'll say. All right, so um, we had a lot. There's there's a lot of changes that came out. Uh, a lot of news, uh, organizational announcements, uh, trades, free agent signings, uh, people not uh, re-signing contracts yet. There's, I'll note it's it's currently we're recording this at six o'clock, yeah, December first, and there's a whole lot of stuff we still don't know yet. Uh, Anything I'm mentioning here or that we're gonna bring up is stuff that's reported and confirmed through one source or another. Uh, If we have more details, we can elaborate on them, but uh, we're not gonna cover everything. We just want to kind of highlight some of the bigger, uh, the bigger uh, trades or or moves or announcements that that we found relevant. we that because there's so much to go into that we don't want to we don't want to be taking your ears off for you know five hours on all this stuff so we'll we'll kind of do a a picture of it now discuss what we think is rele- like the more relevant points and then later on down the line once we have everything more solidified and all the moves are done we'll be able to talk roster construction talk which teams we think are going to be favored going into the into this season etc because keep in mind we still got a couple months. Until LCS starts firing up, we got like six weeks or so until the LPL and the LCK fire up. So, a lot of time still, uh, but figured we'd start with China. Uh, I think, I think the biggest move in China um, is Coma going to Vici Gaming as coach. Coma for the first time not going to be coaching an SK Telecom team. Uh, I actually don't even know if he coached anybody before then. Like. This is, this is a, it's a pretty big deal. Like the Coma and eski telecom have been the new England Patriots, the Belichick and new England Patriots of league of legends since, you know, 2013, 2012.
2: And to go to Vici, this has to be like one of the biggest coach contracts ever, if not the biggest, oh, right? Yeah. Like Vici must've offered an absurd amount of money. Cause that's just a, a team that's been a consistent loser for a long time. And to bring in like maybe one of them among the most, if not the most famous coach in the history of League of legends, that had to be a huge contract.
0: Yeah, I don't think we have any details on this contract yet, but I mean, th- to, to me, this this can't be a bad move for Vici. I think the the angle to discuss this from is is the SK Telecom angle, right? Like, I don't mean to bring the LCK in, angle into this, but like, you have to with this, right?
2: Like, it's are they are they cutting ties at the right time? I mean, is there an argument made yeah. that Coma's the style that he played was good for a long time, and that it's not as good anymore, and that they're cutting ties at when he's at the top
0: there. It's, that's a reasonable argument. It's, 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 tough. it's tough to decide here because, like, they might just want to be changing up just for the sake of changing up. I mean, it's not very frequent that you see, especially in esports, this is kind of the equivalent of a coach that's been coach of a team for 15 years. Uh, I guess I, I'll, I'll it's, it's not entirely related, but I'll kind of relate this to Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles in football. Um, it's probably closer to Belichick and the Patriots because they've won three World Championships. But um, it, it's it's one of those situations where it's like you could have a winning coach, a coach that's done really really well, and it just comes. There just comes a time where it's time to change up. I don't know if that's how SK Telecom feels. Nobody really, nobody really knows. They were both sides made like professional announcements about it, like just very you know coach speaky, like just bland public announcements. Um, it feels like it was amicable. Like, it doesn't seem like there was any, any foul blood on either side. Uh, it might just feel like it's time to change it up, mix things up. Um, I th- this can only be good for VG, though. I don't want to spend too much on this. Like, Ka- Kevin and Chris, you got any thoughts on this? Because I know this was a huge, huge deal uh, when I'm, it got announced a couple weeks ago.
3: I'm excited for VG because I, f- I think all year we had a sense that VG, even though they're at the bottom, of, at the bottom tier of the entire region – they actually have like good players, and I yep. think most of it is just mechanical issues, and then just teamwork. And we know how Coma works, you know what I mean. <clears throat> and so I think this is this is such a huge upgrade. And honestly, VG as a team, you know, I they're gonna be good. I think they're gonna be good because they already have good players, and they've two one not one two one. They've taken like games from a lot of teams. So if they can just close out the second game or third game, then I think they could be you know middle of the pack next year.
0: Yeah, I think. Vici as an organization, have been really interesting over the years, too, because they were one of the first Chinese organizations to give, like, a big... When the first, like, you know, everybody called it, like, the Korean exodus in 2014, 15, when that first happened, this was a team that gave Easy Hoon a massive contract, right? Um, I believe they've had a Korean coach before. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm not going to bother looking it up right now, because it'll take me a few minutes, but, like... This is a team that's not afraid to throw money around. It's 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 an organization. All of these, there's this like misconception with the LPL organizations that some of these have more money than others. I'm sure that's the case. They all throw money around like it's crazy. Okay, so all of the all of the LPL teams throw money around like crazy. It's why a lot of the players want to go there to play. Um, so I'm sure this contract's massive. I haven't seen any details on it, but um. No. Any other thoughts on this one? Chris, how about you? Chris, you got anything on this or same thoughts?
1: I mean, there, it can't be any worse for Vici, And having a well-known coach, it's like a new project for him, right? It's exciting to start over in a new region with potentially uh, malleable players. And like Cal said, Vici didn't really have bad players, although I had, do want to see if they keep the same roster or not. At the least, I'm interested to see if they're going to change up the style because Vici really didn't have an identity. I think that was a bigger reason yeah. why they failed. A lot of times um but uh if if this is the investment then i think they made a good organizational move to uh, build up from
0: and that's what, what you said about giving them an identity i think that's actually a huge point because if Coma's is going to do anything it's establish a winning culture like yeah. th- this is the guy he, he look we've seen it for how many years now They they've had like one bad season ever
2: <laughs> yep
0: and like their other bad seasons, are like oh man, we got third place or second place. Like, <laughs> granted, he's had you know incredible players and and you know basically this huge legacy. But like, if anyone's gonna know winning culture, it's him. It, and we saw them do it from the ground up, right? SKT <laughs> when they, when when it was SKT uh, T1K, or it really it was SK Telecom Two, right? right uh, yeah, it was Terminator Two Judgment Day. That was like the old that was the old meme, right? When it, when they first came into the league, it was the sister team for what everyone thought was the better SK Telecom team, right? And the one that had Bang and all that. So, or not Bang, um, Wolf and I know Jesus. A long time ago, I'm forgetting all the players already. But uh, <laughs> this was in twenty. Yeah, this is the year they they came up, right? And everybody. So he's he's brought a team from the bottom before. It's just been a long time. So it's going to be interesting to see. If this kind of reignites Coma's fire, or um, if it's, it, I, I, to me, I think this is it could be a win for both. So,
2: yep, I, I think it could definitely be a win for both. All right.
0: So,
1: just quickly, if you're yeah. mentioning them as the New England Patriots, would they be trying to look for the next mm. faker? You know, for Coma, just like oh, he's gonna need to find his next Brady. Yeah, a... I mean,
0: I don't know. There's plenty of options. There's plenty of incredible players, and if you're going to China, you've got your you know literally millions and millions and millions to pick from so yeah uh not to mention that's, that's anybody that's you want to import or bring in so um i think uh that, 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 to me that's the biggest news in china so far there's a lot of news about people not resigning but we can go on to the next couple here uh so imp retired
2: yeah, no surprise. Yeah. Imp retired a couple of years ago, as far as I'm
0: concerned. Yeah, not not surprised, no. but uh... he actually oh beat Jesus. FPX. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so i am like,
1: John, no tier.
0: This is your player. Listen, we, I, I think, I think we all kind of have the same sentiment about Amp where he was like, I don't even want to say it was the veteran that played too long, but like maybe uh...
2: somebody else, uh, somebody else retired too and made the great bot lane in the sky with Imp and uh, Mythy also retiring uh, Mithy this also,
0: season. Mithy also the hanging the bot keyboard. The, the great bo- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, Imp, um, it's, it's kind of weird because I think the end of his career is going to – I don't want to say it's going to, like, scars or taint his legacy, but if you watch, like, in his prime Imp, man, he was one of the best to ever play the game. He was really fun. I, I think the coolest thing with Imp was him off the rift, actually. Like, I, Imp embodied how he played as a person more than I think maybe any other player. Maybe Faker. Faker's kind of that way. But, like, like Imp would talk trash. Like, he had no shame, no filter at all. Like, Imp was not afraid to talk trash, get up in your face, and he played that way, too. Like, he played with the most disrespect of any eighty carry that I can think of that was like actually good, right? And uh yeah, it's going to be tough seeing him go, but uh it's been a- he's had a long career. He's been really good. He got himself a world championship. Um probably might get left off of some people's best of all time list, but he's probably in that top 10 somewhere just for his early career achievements. He's very very good. Uh the Twitch, never forget the Twitch. Um,
2: uh, yeah, not too sad to see him go.
0: Yeah, I think it was time. It was but, just uh, like it was time. He does have a hell of a legacy. No, no taking that away from him at all. All right, we got a uh, peanut going from Gen G to LGD. LGD, uh, there's a lot of rumors about LGD picking up some bigger name contracts too. So LGD might be looking to make a make a splash this off season. Peanut feels like he fits in China better than he fits in Korea. Am I right? Like that's that I that's agree. how I feel. Like he's he's gonna fit right in. I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not 100% sold on, on Peanut as, like, a top-tier jungler. I'm going to have to see how he performs this year, but I don't think if I'm bringing in an import, and I'm not sure Peanut's where I'm going with my import slot, but we'll see.
0: I think P- Peanut's weird because it looked like he was kind of being held back by how Gen.G plays. But then, like, toward the end of the year, they were kind of letting him do what he does, and they Gen.G looked better. So, if you think of the way, like, a lot of these LPL teams play, I think it fits more toward his his style, like, his playmaking style, right? He wants to be making stuff happen. So, um, Johnny might need to mute Mike for a little bit. Um, Peanut to LGD, what else we got? We got Kanavi to JDG, but, uh, so, this was, I wanted to mention this just because it was the, Kanavi was the player that was stuck in the middle of the Griffin, JDG, uh, the Griffin management, uh, controversy, but uh, it turns out he is going to re-up and stay with JDG even, even through the, the rough contract situation that was happening there. Kanavi was good when he played, so he's probably a good pickup for JDG, and now he's going to get potentially a chance of some full team, you know, full reps in the offseason and everything, because he kind of just jumped in and was pretty solid. Any thoughts on this one?
3: Not really, to be honest with you. It's, I mean, I'm glad he's staying with JDG, so... Might
1: as well just keep him there. He played well. Yeah, overall the move is just very weird. But if he gets a starting position, I think I would rather see that than whoever had had a top JDG. Uh, just needs an overhaul. Yeah.
0: well they got a they got a, a that that top core is pretty uh has been pretty. I don't want to say stale, but they've been the same the same core of of Yagao and um that whole crew. So it might cool. be good to mix things up, John. You got thoughts on Kanavi staying? Uh, I don't
2: think it's too I don't think it's that important either way to be honest with you. Uh
0: maybe the biggest move and uh, this is another one that's more controversial to the the Korean counterpart than it is to the LPL I think for a lot of people. Khan to Funplus Phoenix. Um this, yeah, that... this move surprised a lot of people uh not just because I mean not the least reason of which was, you know, Funplus just won the World Championship. So like why um and Goon just kept getting better and better as the year went on, so why bring in Khan? Much different kind of player than Gun. We can talk about this in a second, but um, I think a lot of people thought the bigger deal was Khan leaving SKT was kind of the weirder part of this, right? Or rather, I'm, SKT not re-signing him.
2: I'm actually more all right with Khan leaving SKT than I am with Khan joining FunPlus. That's and right. That's I, reasonable. I feel like that SKT team, that was the bet. Like this, I don't think they were going to get better. So I don't have any problem with SKT changing changing some part of what was going on there. I don't have any problem with anyone on that team being like, maybe I need to look for a different team with a different, you know, feel to it. That all seemed fine to me. But I really am a little a little shocked by just kicking after the after winning the World Championship, especially like you said, he was a guy who was not heralded really coming into this year and has just gotten better and better and better, fit really well with how his team wanted to play. It's I don't know. It just seemed like it was like a pretty good match as far as taking a guy who's not you know he's not a household the shy type name, and he played very well for who he was. And I'm not really necessarily sure that I think Khan is even an upgrade. So
0: yeah, we so I, I, I wanna I wanna go into this one a tiny bit just because we all we all had a pretty detailed conversation about this when it happened because um I know Chris Chris was more surprised that. SK Telecom didn't spend to try to keep Khan and made, like, a, you know... I I don't think anyone would disagree that Roach is a downgrade. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that, but we did talk a lot about how... So, that's kind of a spoiler, though, but SKT signed Roach to be their top laner. Um, Okay, we're going to talk about that that later. But, yeah, like, we're going to talk about that later, but I think we, we wanted to, like, briefly mentioned that it, it, it's kind of weird. We'll, let's talk, we'll talk about this just from the FPX angle for now, and we'll, we'll touch on it in a bit. But I, I kind of think – have they announced that Kim Goon – I haven't seen anything that Kim Goon's leaving or that he's, like – I think it's he's true. still contracted. Like, this could just be, like, a Duke and the Shy thing. Like, they could just be splitting time. Keep in mind – I'd L- be
2: happier with that because they are different <laughs> players where you would have situations where you'd want to use one or the other. So I'd be happier with that, I think.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, it could fit, like – I actually think this is a really, really smart move for FunPlus because even if you end up spending money and it ends up being, like, wasted money, so to speak, right, you are now prepared whatever the direction the game goes. Like, maybe season, maybe 2020 is going to be the year of the tank again or the year of weak side yet again, and maybe that's where you want, you know, Gimgoon. Like, at its core, I think th- there's a lot of good things about this. One, you now have two really good players that you can share time on and no one's going to get too burnt out. And we know the LPL schedules a lot of games. It's a long schedule. So we see this kind of stuff happen a lot in the LPL. Anyway, it's might why not have good players to do it with, right? Two, there's the angle of you don't know what the game's going to look like. Three, um, maybe that was – f- this is not going to be popular. Maybe this was like a Smeb situation where it looks like this was a ba- – like not a bad player, but like a player that wasn't really that special – Reinventing himself, having a crazy year, and then kind of falling back down to earth again. Maybe they, maybe because they, they know GimGoon better than we do, right? True, presumably. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I just like this move all around for FPX. It's, it looks really, really strange, and I assume he got a boatload of money because Khan is good. So if they
2: kept, I think if they kept GimGoon, I'm a lot happier with the move. Like if, like if you say if they want to feel out the meta and see if it's a weak side meta or if top laners are going to be really dominant at the moment, and then kind of make a decision about who's going to start based mm-hmm. on how the meta is looking and stuff and how they're gelling in scrims or whatever. I think I like that better, but it does seem like they're probably going to have to allocate a lot of resources yeah. to, to getting those two.
0: But. I just don't, yeah, I mean, we, we, I don't know. I haven't seen anything on GimGoon Goon yet. And to, just to clarify, this is going to be the last thing we talk on for the LPL because the LPL, the off seasons, I think a little more like it happens later for whatever reason, like there's just not a lot of stuff coming out of the LPL right now. Uh, I don't know if that's for lack of translation or lack of reporting or, or what, but there's just not a lot of stuff that's, like, official from the LPL yet. So uh, this was one of the bigger ones. I just thought we'd talk about it. And, uh, Cal, this is, like, these are your these are your boys. Do you like this move if they keep GimGun? Because I like it if they keep GimGun. I think it's kind of weird if they don't. But Yeah,
3: uh, I think they should keep GimGun. I think just gives you a little more options, in my opinion, because if Khan doesn't work out, even though Khan is a good player, yeah. Um, I think Kim Goon in general just plays weak side a lot better. But Khan himself can play basically anything. You know, he's, like... I don't want say he's, like, consistent at everything. I mean, he is consistent at everything, yeah, but... Khan you know, does
0: everything. I think, but I think he's was mis- cast that way.
3: But I think, like we said, if the meta is weak side, you know what I mean? Then Kim Goon is, like, your guy to go to to start, so...
0: This could also be, like, the the next-level sleeper, like, idea of, like, taking... You know, like the the block, like taking con away from a team that you're going to play against <laughs> if you just have the money to throw around. That's like the RNG strategy. Just sign all the good players even if you're not going to use them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I think that's all I saw from the LPL. We haven't had any. Um, there's going to be two new teams added. So we're going to have a an 18-team league now. So I don't know what the schedule is going to end up looking like because they're adding two teams this year and, and then two more next year as well. So. Uh, no, no news yet on what those are going to be. But uh, that
2: seems like the future of all the leagues, doesn't it? It feels to of. me like, like we need more teams in the LEC and the LCS eventually. I'm not necessarily <laughs> sure if they need it right now, but I was going to say after watching
0: this season, I'm not entirely sure now is the time because uh, feels
2: like eventually we're going to need more. There's a lot of players out there, like we're seeing from some of the guys that aren't getting signed and stuff. That like there's room to add more teams and still have good players on those teams, and so it feels like this is a decent. A decent uh, idea to
0: start thinking about expanding all the leagues. People might want to do the LPL. The LPL is kind of doing their own model too, where they have home field and all this stuff, and they're they're adding teams and growing the league. But it's it's kind of interesting to see like all the different leagues testing out different formats and styles and stuff. So under uh, the LCK, um, let's do. So we got Wolf retiring, uh, one of the best of all time at his position, uh, number of world championships. Some uh, international, a lot of international experience. Uh, he's one of the best to ever play the position. It's going to be rough. And I could see him coaching. Or I could see him coming back later this year, too. Honestly, I could see him playing in the summer. It would not surprise me at all.
2: He, he could come back. Um, I, I might actually be a little bit surprised if he stays retired, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Until I might I be a little start. bit surprised if he stays retired. It seems like he might have a little bit more to, to do, and you could definitely play. Like We've seen he's willing to go to some other leagues and mess around in there. It seems like there's a spot for him somewhere, and I don't know if he's going to want to be out of the limelight. He can come pick himself up a nice contract somewhere if
0: he wants. This feels more like a break than a retirement, even though it was an announced retirement, but who knows? Hopefully we get to see him again. Uh, any other thoughts on this one? Just chime in as you as you, you guys see fit, or I'm going to keep going. <laughs>
1: move on to the next one. Excited for that one.
0: Alright, Um. so we have the LCK bringing in somebody from the LMS, I think for the first time ever, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be forgetting something, but rather from Flash Wolves, who I believe was uh, from Korea anyway, I could be mistaken on that, is coming to Dragon I
1: feel like he was from Griffin? I might be wrong. I'll, I'll look it up.
0: I'll uh, I'm pretty sure talking. he was, actually. I think you're right. Um, yeah, I- Kind of weird, went to, went to the LMS, played a year on Flash Wolves, who were kind of in, tur- like, I don't want to say turmoil, but, like, kind of in a weird rebuilding situation this year and kind of a storied name that didn't quite have the season that I think people thought they would. And uh looks, I'm just going to double-check this to make sure because I don't want to be talking entirely out of my ass on this. So, yep, rather, I see Griffin. yeah, he was in the Griffin system. Still,
1: I game Griffin, 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 Flash Wolves, Griffin, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, coming back to play for Dragon X. Or Griffin? No, he's playing for Griffin. I mis- I wrote this down wrong. So, this is rather to Griffin.
1: Okay, it's just a, a homecoming. Or maybe he yes. was properly <clears throat> rented out and then
0: come back. Yeah, situation. Like, I... see now I'm... And see, now I'm really... sexual... Oh, go ahead. Now I'm second guessing this. I, I'm just going to double check this real quick. You guys, you guys can talk on this for a second. I was just going to say
2: most of what we know about him was from their run um, in Challengers Korea, and then coming up when they were coming up into the LCK, we got to see him play. Him and Chovy split time for, for a while, and so that's really where we have the best information about him. I think probably more so than watching him in the LMS. Uh, and he was, he was good, but not like anything over the top. I, th- I thought he was just a solid mid laner, not top of the pack or
0: bottom of the pack. Yeah, this is two Griffin, by the way. I, it was the thing directly below O's Dragon X. I got all mixed up. So, um, yeah, rather like th- we have seen him play. Like he's got a lot of stage time for a guy that most people don't know. And I mean, he's doesn't really stick out to me. But I also think it's pretty difficult to stick out when your competition's Chovy, right? Like, yeah, this is kind of like the Easy Hoon Faker thing. Like Easy Hoon is a hell of a, was a hell of a player and just didn't get too much time until that one year because Faker is Faker, right? So there's a chance that we have this kind of situation, but, um, I mean, he performed well in the LMS. The team just had a lot of troubles, so um could be a good move. Uh, Griffin is going to have a lot of a uh, lot of roster mix-up just because of all the, the off-season news, and it's going to be interesting to see where they end up going. Um, next up, um, we have Gorilla. Is a couple, couple old names, a lot of old names. So we have Gorilla Coco, who I think a lot of people don't remember. Coco's been playing this game forever. Seems like a decade now, right? Like, nine years? Like, Coco was on, like, CJ Entis, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to confirm this. Zenix Storm, which, yep. by the way, so Coco was on Zenix Storm, which was one of the worst teams in the first – uh, I believe it was the f- second s- winter season, so it would have been the second year of competitive league in Korea, where it, when it was still a tournament format, before it was even a league format. <laughs> right? And then he got signed to CJ Antis Frost, and um, I believe he replaced uh, Rapid Star. I think he was the guy that replaced Rapid Star on that team. So he's been at it since, I mean, officially since January 2013. He has been a professional player. Uh, has been employed the whole time. He's been to China. A uh, number of Korean challenger teams, number of Chinese challenger teams. Like he's been, he is he's seen a lot. It's uh, currently listed at twenty five, so he's been at this since he was basically sixteen. So, uh, yeah, name that a lot of people. A name people who are more familiar with: Gorilla coming back. Uh, yeah. Route and Leo. Route from uh, Jin Air. Yep. Um, had some good performances. He was one of the, he was like the bright spot. On Jin Air. he was like one of the bright spots on Jin Air this season. Uh, there were not very many of those, but um, yeah, so he was one of the bright spots. Good uh, carry player. And then Leo, who was uh, one of the subs on SK Telecom. So Sandbox going and getting an eclectic collection of players here. Um, not surprising considering how they were structured before with, with Joker and then all the young guns. So maybe the young old blend is, is how they want to model things. Yeah, it's kind of a little
2: bit weird, only in that Sandbox seemed like, like they had places to go. Yeah. It seemed like a team that were that were already at their potential. I almost would have just run back that roster for Sandbox.
0: Yeah, you could maybe, maybe, maybe add some subs, see some new yeah,
2: people. Some, some guys in the background and, that you can try out, but I'm a little bit surprised that they decided to do wild stuff when they could have done non-wild
0: stuff. Yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. Uh, I, I don't know how much of their actual roster like contracts we know about. I haven't seen anything yet. About anybody not re-upping contract or anything. So, um, next up, kind yeah, this is just it's just a really eclectic collection of players to me because this is like guys that have been around for ten years and then guys that are new to the scene this year. So it's it's kind of wild.
2: Yeah, definitely a mixed bag.
0: Um, aiming from Africa to KT Rolster. Uh, KT Rolster making a lot of moves this offseason. Uh, so aiming so KT Rolster picked up aiming and Tucson. So, um. Kind of reuniting those two because they played together on Afrika for a while um, before Tucson went to was it KT last year or where was Tucson last year? On uh, Afrika, yeah. No, so he, so he stayed, but um, no, he was on Dragon X last year, but he played on Afrika for most of his yeah career, Afrika so. and then yeah Dragon X. So um, KT bringing the the Afrika bottom lane that have been together. The, the <laughs> aiming and Tucson are kind of starting to feel like the the prey gorilla a little bit. Now that they've just kind of been together forever. Or, like, uh, who was it? The, the Hanwha bot lane. Songyun and uh, uh, Ki. Yep. So, um, yeah, interesting. Fly to Africa from Genji. Fly's kind of been all over the place. John, I know you said you you liked this move. Um, I saw you, like, tweeting about it. Like, you want to go into that a little bit?
2: Fly is interesting for me. The reason I said I like the move is that I, I would like to see Fly in a position where he's the dedicated starter where they're saying look we're behind you here you know do your thing because recently he's mostly been in contention for his roles and giving him a chance to gel with a team and really be their starter i'm interested to see where he can go i'm not necessarily sure it's going to end up being a great move but i'm happy that they gave him a shot and we can really see what he can do in that position
0: um sticking with uh, africa in some capacity so I think a part of what made Afrika so good last year is that they had that up tempo style and they had the players to execute on it. Coach Nofe going from Afrika to Hamwa Life is the next move. Uh Nofe's had a really good career. Like the teams he's on are always better than people think they're gonna be. Which to me is a sign of good coaching. Yeah. But, like steadily over the course of his entire career. Like maybe I think Dajan Blacksword was like that was him he was a player, I think. Jeez. Um so I think a good move overall. Uh, next No fate in
2: general. I think you're happy. To, you're you're happy if you pick up no fate. I, I haven't seen much about who Han was planning on fielding this year. Yeah, they have not a lot. No news years. out about them. But as far as coaching goes, I think no fate among the best coaches you could have picked up. Yeah. So, so, I think the only
0: one we know of for sure right now is uh, Haru. So far, um, and then I think whatever contracts they had last year, if they're going to re up, so. Um. Gen G looks like they're kind of settling in. So we have BDD, CLID, and Rascal to Gen G. This is—I think this looks. This is, I like. I like that Gen G is going with a completely different look. I just hope that they don't turn these players into what Gen G does. I'm praying, please. Yeah. that's
3: funny thing that's like my concern too because i love this paper i do too
0: paper
2: me too
3: this roster paper is so sick but genji is so notorious for turning players into like what they're not worth you know what i
0: mean if they were able to make Clid and bdd into like passive zero priority players i'm gonna lose my shit i'm gonna gonna lose it all right like i'm gonna i'm I'm not gonna be able to keep it together
2: yeah it's that's really the only downside because the team looks awesome. Go ahead, Prime.
1: Gosh, yes. Uh, the, I think we're all in the same boat and thinking, how are they going to work with these? Are they going to continue to play their Genji style? Because that is a waste of these amazing LCK talent there. And uh, Genjelai, are they gonna tilt you? <laughs> I don't know. I I sure hope not
0: because this roster (laughs) looks sweet on paper so far. Yeah,
2: it looks Um, very, very good. Keep in mind for a lot of people that Ruler was like an MVP level player last season. So adding in. was stuck in prison last season. So adding, you know, some some other Clid, BDD, adding those guys to how Ruler was already playing. This is an LCK contender as far as I'm concerned.
0: This roster looks to me a lot like SK Telecom. They kind of got there in opposite ways. But SK Telecom had their missing piece, went and got Teddy, right? And then this team had three missing pieces and potentially coaching problems. But we're not <laughs> going to talk about that yet. Um, and they were like, okay, like this is the guy we want to build around. And they went and got... B- B- BDD, for those that haven't watched the LCK, BDD is an absolute monster. Uh, yeah. he He's the guy that like looks to me like he's, he's primed to be one of the best laners on Earth and has been and just isn't getting the recognition because he's been on relatively bad teams, right? BDD is extremely good. So... Having just having two players of that caliber on the same team is going to be really terrifying for the LCK. So and Clid was an absolute monster yeah. last
2: season. So now you got three guys that are among the best in their role. You know. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, I like that move. We already talked about Tucson to KT. Uh, Mystic is. Th- I think this is actually the first LPL um, import to the LCK, unless I'm missing something. Um, and a good import, Mystic from World Elite or WE rather, not World Elite anymore. But uh, to Africa, so they get fry uh, or fly and Mystic. Um, so far, Mystic was good. I mean, Mystic was a big part of the reason why. I mean, I know <laughs> Lord Bayshang. <laughs> <laughs> where you back, Cal? Defend your boy. <laughs> I know. I know Beishong was a big part of World Elite success, but Mystic's been there forever, and they have not been that great of a team for a long time. And he's been like, this feels a little bit like Teddy to me. Like I, I'm not quite putting Mystic mm. on that level, but Mystic's a very good player, and I, this and he's gonna. I think I think the way he plays is gonna be perfect for the LCK too.
3: Yeah, I actually like this move, and because we all know that Mystic plays a lot of late game anyways, and he can carry, and that's just how the LCK style is for the most part. You know what I mean? So I think he will definitely thrive in the LCK for sure. Also, Mystic,
0: having Fly on this team, too, to, to get him some help early, because Fly yeah. kind of as a roaming player uh, could could be good as well.
2: Mystic reminds me a lot of, they're not exactly the same player by any stretch, but he actually reminds me a lot of Ruler, who we were just talking about. Yeah, Is that is that his teams haven't been that good, but he's been a very good, consistent, late-game hyper-carry, where it's like, just get out of my way, just defend me and let me do it. They both have that kind of play yeah, style. Mystic,
0: so. Ruler, Teddy. Um, there, there's a number of these these eighty carries that are clearly pretty good and just been kind of stuck on rough teams until last year. We saw some of them on good teams, so um, could definitely be the case. It's going to be interesting to see um, the career. This is kind of cool to see the L- the LCK um, bring like some imports in. Like this is not a thing uh-huh. the LCK does. The LCK is very, um, they believe in their system, right? And it's kind of cool to see them. I mean, a lot of people, you could look at this as, like, maybe them finally admitting that they got to look elsewhere. But I think on a more simpler note, like, just going and getting a good player, it shouldn't matter, right? It's going to be interesting to see um, if Mystic can, you know, acclimate to the LCK. And I I think stylistically he fits. He's a great fit. And so I like that move, this move from that standpoint.
2: Totally agree.
0: Uh, Mission Haru to um, some of the other big news, we'll kind of put these two together. Um, so we talked about Coma leaving SKT coach. Kim from Damwon is going to be the new head coach for SKT.com. And they brought in Roach in the top lane. And I believe that's, Oh, and they, they made an announcement about a bunch of their Academy players, but they're still not really a set uh, starting roster that I was able to tell. Um, coach
2: Kim's is a little hard to figure out for me because in yeah. one sense you could say, that you, you could argue that he's like one of the best coaches the last couple of years. I mean, Invictus was very good, but they won the world championship. And then Damwon was a team of rookies and brought them all the way into the you know quarterfinals of the world. You could argue that's an insanely good performance. You could also argue that those teams were extremely talented. People were talking about Damwon before they came into the LCK as being you know world beaters. So it's possible that he might have just been along for the ride with some really insane talent. So this yeah. would be a really good spot to show us uh, how he does with with SKT with their new setup?
0: I, I I'm really glad you brought that up because I I think if you think about it, like this is a a complete 180 right? Like SK Telecom are it's it's almost like military style structure right? Like the way that they mm-hmm. run their teams and everything. Like I don't want to go into all the the Griffin debate. I'm not going to go into that here. But like <laughs> they they have a very rigid structured like this is this is work this is you know kind of structured to him right and coach kim uh, is, is clearly good at fostering talent and letting talent like he, coach kim kind of reminds me of like the baseball manager that might not be like the great x's and o's guy but he's a motivator and he's good at getting his guys to play for him right yeah like uh uh i'm trying to think like like a mike tomlin in the nfl or charlie Manuel in in uh baseball uh, I'm trying to think of a who's the, who's the who was the guy that coached the Lakers for all those years?
2: Which which iteration of <laughs> like the la- uh, like the
0: last like decade or two? Who was the Phil oh, Jackson? Phil Jackson. Yeah, Phil Jackson. So like Phil Jackson, like a guy that's like, I might not be like the greatest X's and O's coach, but I know how to deal with good players. Maybe maybe he just knows how to handle the attitudes and the personalities or the the arrogance or whatever, and and enable that. I don't know. But this is a weird look, right? It's going to be. It's hard to tell
2: how he's going to do because we don't really know how much of a part of those other victories he he was because his teams looked so talented. It's hard to tell if that was heavy from coaching or just from having ballers on your team all the time.
0: Absolutely, and and think if you think about it, what have, what have our critiques been of Damwon and Invictus over the last couple of years? They're kind of just bulldozers, right? They're not exactly nuanced teams a lot of the time. They're just kind of like we have better players than you. Is that going to work?
2: Yep, so, so that'll be interesting to see in this roster.
0: Yeah, it's going to be total change of pace from Koma. Like, they're both great coaches in their own different ways, but I, we don't know. Maybe he's not a great coach. We don't know. <laughs> like, so it's going to be really interesting because I think SKT is going to have a completely different look. Um, sticking with SKT Roach, we kind of briefly touched on this. Uh, I know, Chris, you had some strong feelings about this. Like, why couldn't they go get something better? Yeah,
1: I mean... I get that. Now, the, the fact that they couldn't land the shy, that's not the whole the main idea. But, you know, you, have, you set up this expectation of we're going to bring in someone. We need this team because this is, like, Fakers in his, like, peak or maybe even, like, close to... I don't know. I don't know if he could play it for another... X amount of years. I have no clue how long it mm-hmm. goes for. Like you guys mentioned in previous pop, life uh, expectancy has been extended a little bit. But uh, how old is Faker right now? Let me see, let me see the Faker's age. Uh, but you know, you're bringing in Roach. It seems like a developmental type of player to fit in this rosters, and that's all I can tell from now, from what I remember about Roach. And uh, I know, Vince, you are more so uh, on the air on the side of he can be coach and uh, coach picked him for a specific reason. I've dealt with this too many times in NFL where I think coaches know what they're doing. And I have no clue if this G- is some
0: international coaching, man. It's... and it,
1: it just doesn't pan out. It, I, I want I can't I'm no longer in the spot where I'm giving the benefit of a doubt to a player uh, when they're ta- when they're not new players they re- he's not a new player
0: yeah i think what's most interesting about this and you and i kind of went back and forth i mean we all, we all were chipping in on this we all kind of we were digging into each other on this one on twitter about how it, this feels like settling for the next best and maybe that's the case maybe that is what happened but we don't we don't know like we're not going to know until all this stuff is like more settled down but like this feels a little bit like they were settling for the next you know or like se- seconds like table scraps or Maybe Roach was a lot cheaper because like, if you think about it coach, th- this is the thing I didn't tie together before that I'm tying together now. Right. Think about coach Kim's teams, right? Naugury flame, the shy yeah. Duke Roach.
2: Yeah. It's a, like, a weird addition for this, a guy that's always had superstars in the top lane. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, maybe, maybe coach Kim isn't what we think he is.
2: Maybe he's a top-lane a top lane specialist.
0: Maybe he's a whisperer. <laughs> like, we don't know. Or maybe Roach isn't what we think he is. Just because, like, Roach hasn't I been Roach, bad. I thought he's been fine. I yeah. didn't think he was bad. He's been on he some really bad. bad teams, right? So yeah, I, he hasn't, like, done anything to say, like, okay, this guy's not good. He hasn't really done a lot to say, like, okay, this guy is good. So as far as I'm concerned, he's just a, a guy that's clearly a professional caliber player and probably a starter. But I don't know any more than that, right? And maybe he's good. Maybe maybe Coach Kim is trying to prove to the world that he can do it without superstars, right? On a team with Teddy and Faker, but you know. <laughs> but and, and this kind of speaks to a bigger point that we'll talk about when we get to the LCS stuff too. Um, I think it's too easy to just judge this kind of stuff in a vacuum a lot of the time, and I think this could be like the theme of this episode, really. Right? You can't really judge all these off moves as as much. You know, you can't be that definitive on judging these moves. Because you don't know how the chemistry is. You don't know the kind of team culture they want to have. Maybe Roach is just good and we didn't know it this whole time. Maybe it crashes. Maybe everyone's right. But we, we, we're not going to know until it settles down. But I, I know a lot of people had a lot of feelings about this move. And um, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's, just bizarre. It, it, it's weird to me based on Coach Kim's history. And I didn't really discuss that angle when we were talking about it the other day. Was like, Coach Kim has always had just talented players, and specifically ridiculous top laners, right? Yeah. And Roach does not strike me as belonging to that group, but I don't
2: know. Yeah, he almost feels like a guy that you get in a rebuild. He hasn't been around for a super long time, hasn't been on a good team. And I don't know, SKT is not a rebuilding team, so it feels like he needs to be a win-now kind of top laner. And we haven't really seen – enough of him to say that he would that he's the kind of guy that can just come and dumpster people and be a win now type top laner.
0: So we'll see. Yeah, it's it's, it's also hard to interesting say. to think like what is SK Telecom's uh like frame of mind on all this stuff, right? Like I wish we knew exactly. Like what, does SKT know, does SKT think that they're rebuilding and they just have like is this like the Bengals and they have AJ Green still, right? It's like okay, we really yeah, have this root like world class player here in Faker and Teddy but like maybe we are kind of rebuilding because they have looked like they want to go younger. But I don't know that that team. I tend to trust their talent evaluation because while they've had a couple duds over the years, for the most part, look at all the players that have come from that organization, and almost all of them have had successful careers. Like, yeah, I even totally agree. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of like the like Tom, the, the Udier player or whatever is, like the worst SK Telecom prospect I can think of, and he even he was fine when he played. He just didn't play for that long. Like Pyrion, maybe. Imperians had like a good career just in smaller leagues, right? It's it's and these are these are just like guys that barely ever got to play for them. Like there's and just some of their
2: guys. guys too. There's some of their guys that came and became champions with them were not really known guys before then. Like yeah. Marin was Marin was not super famous before yeah, Maren was he came Just over
0: a solo queue guy. Like yep
2: so, uh, effort, effort, game effort game. was
0: great this year.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely great.
0: Yeah, like they they. They just developed talent, so it's it's just it's it's a really intriguing move. Like we could we could go on forever about that. I want <laughs> I want to try to get through this stuff, but the, it was really really interesting. Um, the last one I had written down was Kuvé to Hamwa Life, um, with Nofe going to Hamwa and Kuvé. We got some good exp- like a lot of experience there. Still don't know what the rest of this lineup's going to look like. They were kind of in that weird, like they looked like they were maybe rebuilding, but then they were, looked like they were going to make a push, and then they decided they weren't. It was hamwa was a weird team this year.
2: So. Yeah, Kuve's Kuve's been pretty good. I mean, yeah, he's Kuve's been, a good player. He's, he's been very good in the last little while, but hasn't really been on a team where we thought they had any shot of doing anything, so he hasn't gotten a lot of coverage, but yeah, I, I'm I'm all right with pretty much any team picking up Kuve.
0: Kuve also has the uh the late summer buff, remember? So if you need yeah. if you need a guy to carry you to the playoffs <laughs> and lose in playoffs, there's your guy like right. hey, he was good this year. Uh anything else in Korea? No. Uh, oh, just uh, wanted to briefly note, uh, so Jin Air got relegated. Um, we're going to have uh, AP APK, or uh, was it – I don't even know what the organization is. APK, I always called them APK. Yeah, APK Prince. APK Prince, that's it. So, uh, But they've also, like, dropped a lot of their players, so we don't know what their roster is going to look like yet, so I didn't want to go I too I think the APK – wait,
3: who picked up Mickey? Wasn't it APK,
0: right? No, maybe. They
2: know. have a lot of people – in theory, playing for them at the moment, but I don't think we really know who's going to be there. Yeah, their I know real Kakao I'm pretty sure
0: they is announced out. It like, that's all I know right now. I, I, let's take a look. Hold up.
2: I because I up
3: thought cool. I saw APK Mickey, in my opinion. Like, like on the, like on their, uh, what's it called, on the Twitter. So we have...
0: Player. I'll just quickly go down this. Which we have Ixu crazy. who's been around forever. Um, it's the only top laner signed currently. Uh... Kuma and HeySong that were were it part of them in their run are not re-signed yet. Um so I'll just read the signed players. Ixu, uh cover in mid lane, hybrid and trigger in bot lane, uh Mia and Secret at support. Secret's good. Secret's a good player. Um Secret's good. I know a lot there's been a lot of hype about both these eighty carries, hybrid and trigger, but I don't I don't know too much about them. I haven't watched that much challenger, so um Same This is the here. team this know, is the team that I'm... had Cacao and, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, there was something about Mickey, but Mickey was on, I think, Excel, right? Or no, that was last year. Um, Nothing, just the team that yeah. had Kakao and Paladin and um, a bunch of other, like, th- this was the, the, the mix of young and old that ran through the Challenger series in Korea, so this was yeah. the Kakao team. That's how people will know them. <laughs> but he is no longer on them, so... Uh, so yeah, they we have one new team in the LCK, but it's still ten teams uh, unless something else gets changed. So uh, on to Europe, not too much in Europe.
2: I don't know. There's been some pretty big moves in Europe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean they're big moves, but there's not a lot of moves, not as many moves as as like NA and and Korea. So um, so first of all, before we do anything, just to clarify, Splice has rebranded to Mad Lions. Um, if you want to know more about it, there's uh, I think their their owner did a video on it, so you can look into it. Um, so we'll be – if I if I make place place some headlines up, forgive me, but same team. Uh, Young Buck to Excel. Did – was something going – did this fanatic team just, like, not get along or something, or are they all just, like, moving on for it, sake of It had wrong? to have
2: been, right? Uh, it had to have been something in the locker room, didn't
0: it? I it mean, World Final,
2: way. then they underperformed this year, and everybody just runs for the hills, it seems like. There had to have been – a lot of people have said, and once again, unsubstantiated evidence—I don't know for sure—but a lot of people have said that that Reckless is like a real like diva and requires a lot of special attention <laughs> and a lot of they want wants things to bend towards his will, and that that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And Socially I don't know if that's taxing.
0: the case.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's the case, but it definitely seems like there must have been some sort of internal struggles going on with Fnatic. It's a good move for
0: Excel. I think Young is a hell of a coach. He's always yeah. been good, so I, that's I, to be a good pickup for them. I think you got a young team; uh, it can only be enough. You know, it's smart of him too because they can only overperform, right? <laughs> if you think about it, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty big move actually because I respect him a lot as a coach. Him and Grabs, I respect a lot as coaches. So, um, Chachi retires. Great, another guy with just an outstanding career. Uh, Never quite got it done on the world stage, but he's kind he of is. unfortunate. Yeah. Only because I
2: hate when I see these guys that uh, that were so good for so long before everything got famous and all the money started flying around, and they bow out like just as the money or just as the money's coming in. Do you see that in every sport? Like guys that just dom- like esports guys that dominate everything until it gets big and famous, and then they they're not good enough anymore, and they never really see the windfall that they help build. That kind of hurts me a little bit,
0: but he's, he had a hell of a career. It's kind of crazy too, because like, I, at the same time, I really respect that he just knows if he, if he doesn't have the desire anymore, it's respectful. I think it's really, I respect the hell out of him. Just knowing when to hang it up. Like yeah. he only, he knows that, right? Like we don't know, but um, I, I didn't read any announcement or speech or anything from him. I, I'm sure he wrote something, but um, looks like he's going to retire for the time being. Um, yeah, Chachi, and Chachi's a really fun player too. Good personality, really fun guy. Um, European top laners, man, they're just so goofy. Like, um, yeah, is the guy's been around forever, five years now, right? At least six years. Uh, good career. Uh, Hansama to Rogue. Hansama's good. Yeah, I think
2: any team that could have picked up Hansama, it was a smart decision to pick him up for the most part. There's not very many 80 carries that I put above him. Yeah, so. <sighs> I, I do tend a...
0: to think he's a tad overrated, but like he kind of proved that wrong. Like I always thought he was a little overrated because he was the guy getting all the resources before, but like after watching him this year, I, I'm I'm kind of I've been converted to the the Pro Hansama side. Like he's just good.
2: Europe, yeah. Europe in go general. Ahead. As I was just gonna say, as we go along these moves. Notice that, like, they have a whole bunch of teams that are really hard to separate talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, Europe, Europe did a pretty good job. This offseason off-season of moving players around in a way where, like, I'm not really off the top of my head sure who's going to be good and who's not. It seems like every team has a couple guys where I'm like, well, those guys are fantastic. And also a couple guys where I'm like, I'm not so sure about those guys.
0: Um, Chris, did you have something on on Hansama?
1: Uh, I just... Thought it was uh, I thought Rogue was headed into a good direction. I guess adding him wouldn't hurt, but uh, I'm still not too excited about this. That's team. the way I we'll look see. at
0: it. It's like how could this hurt, right? Unless you're like downgrading from, you know, an elite player, like, <laughs> it's it can't possibly be bad. This the way I look at it.
2: Yeah, I, I'm very I'm not happy that Vander is the support. I'm not mm. super impressed at all with Vander and is putting Vander him the new Onsami.
0: He's
2: coming. He might be the new Mythi. <laughs> I'm not impressed Three at all. Three-season
0: Mythy of 2020 award. Yeah, the Mythy award. All right. Uh, next up, another Oceanic import. Uh, Destiny from Mammoth, and uh, he played for Chiefs before that, I think, too. Uh, so we have Destiny from Mammoth uh, in Australia uh, upset as well as Xerxie to Origin. Good moves across the board. Yeah, Destiny.
2: He's a weird person to throw into this team in particular, because I do think Destiny's very good. But this is a super, like, we are LEC veterans, we want to win the title team. And while Destiny has been around for a long time, I think that there's a difference between being in Oceania and being in the LEC. It's a little weird to throw somebody who's like a big stage, you know, at least big stage regular season rookie in with upset at Nuke, Duck, and Xerxes, like, all guys that are going to want to win this split, next split, you know.
0: I I think this could end up being, like, sneaky good. I always like putting a guy that's hungry for a chance with a bunch of, like, veterans like this, because either it's going to be they both motivate each other, or if the older guys end up just getting comfortable, the young kid's going to be there to threaten their jobs or something like that, like... I think it's just a good dynamic, and we've seen a lot of teams build that way, and I think it's, I don't know, I, it also, like, it can't hurt, because I'm sure it didn't, I'm sure it didn't take too much to, like, it's not like he's getting, like, just one of these crazy LPL contracts, right?
2: One of these, one of the things that LEC teams have to worry about is, if I'm the, like, GM of an LEC team right now, I don't know what you do, because nobody's beating G2, yeah. Like it almost seems like they like everybody should just go into rebuild mode, but like <laughs> you know you don't want everybody in the whole league going into rebuild mode. But it almost feels like your strategy for every team should just be going to rebuild mode because I don't we just don't see how anybody's beating G two.
0: It's really interesting though because it's gonna almost become a situation of like okay you're you're just battling for second and third right like
2: yeah like you can bet, you can like not have that great of a roster and battle into second or third only because. I think teams should mostly be trying to rebuild. So
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's a, weird. Situation. I think we have the potential for the LEC. We'll, we'll talk about this later on too. But I think there's the potential for the LEC to just be insanely competitive this season. Like, and I think it is. G two might end up being miles ahead of everyone. There might not be that clear number one, clear number two this year. But that battle for two, three, four is just going to be absolutely nuts.
2: Oh, I think so for sure. Like, there's a lot of good rosters. There's all these I teams. See- like,
0: so much parity. Like so far, anyway. We don't know unless someone makes some crazy moves. But. Uh, yeah, there's
2: a lot of really good rosters in the LEC. I just don't see how any of them beat G2. But this this origin roster is
0: very good. Yeah, I I, I like this move. Uh, Self made a fanatic. I don't know. It's good. Self made is yeah. fine. Didn't it was okay. Yeah, like I, a lot of these moves. Like I don't I don't know. We'll see. Right. <laughs> Self
2: made like jungle version of Mystic. Like he he hasn't been on a good team since we've seen him. And he yeah. was the he was the guy on their team on the team that he was on. So this is a good opportunity, I think, to see how good he is when he's not like trying to hard carry on multiple Infinity Edge Rexi, and when he's actually playing, you know, on a real team to see if he can play on that kind of team. Or there are definitely guys that are like solo queue superstars that when they're not the main focus, they they kind of wilt. And so we'll see if he's that kind of guy, or if he plays in a with a good team, he's S- got a good team around.
0: Similar him. to the Roach and Coach Kim move with SK Telecom, I always find it really interesting to see to think like. If so, I I put self made where Broxa was, and I was like, oh, that's like a pretty good fit. Like that could be good because like, fanatics like jungle support like and top lane centric strategy was really unique to them. Well, not unique to them, but it was it was a strong thing for them. And with Young Buck gone now, it's gonna be interest interesting to see if one that's a viable thing. Two, if they're gonna do that again three if the new coach wants to be like, et cetera. Like it's, that's why a lot of this stuff's hard to, to digest. We just got to kind of look at the player and look at the, the surrounding players and see if it fits. But I think Selfmade is, has the potential to be good. And Fnatic's been pretty spot on for the most part over the years with identifying the right guys to bring in.
2: They should be worse right now. I think like, I think I still think yeah, yeah, no, great,
0: I, but I, I do too. But... Should,
2: I think they should be worse at the moment, but he, he might have more. I don't know that he can be better than Broxa was. But he could be better in this team given that we're seeing like that there was some sort of internal stuff going on. Yeah. If this gives them a if this loses their internal stuff, then it might just be better for them.
0: Yeah. I I, I think it's about as good as a, an option as they could get, I think, outside of like importing somebody. Yeah. So...
1: I suppose. I mean they, it's a, it's a shame that they have to go through another growing pain because it took a while for Nemesis to even get adjusted to this team and now they have to do a jungle adjustment. Yeah.
0: But I do think Nemesis actually ended up looking pretty good by the end. Yeah, of season
1: he did. Season. He did uh, not caps level, but good enough that he could take them. They're playoff contender year after year.
0: All right, my favorite move for one of my favorite players of all time, forgiven, is returning to the professional League of Legends scene after his military service, going to Shock for.
2: This is uh, this is the highest variance move that Absolutely. any team will make. <laughs> Given could absolutely come in here and be dog shit, but he yeah, could absolutely I come can't, in here and be one of the best. I don't know how he's gonna play. Oh my god, we have really no gauge on how good he is anymore. And because one of the things that always scares me is when these generational leaps happen that are happening in in league right now, but it happens in other sports too. Like MMA is a great example. The guys who were champions in like 2009, by the time 2012 rolled around, they were all trash. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't just a couple extra years. It was that the game had evolved a lot, and the way people were training and coming up was different than back then. And so I'm always a little scared when a guy from kind of the last generation finds himself in this generation that even if you were dominant back then, Having to play against some of these new guys that came up in a different way, who knows? It's easily the highest variance move. He could be the best AD carry in the LEC, and he could be complete dog shit. We really have no
0: idea how to figure that out. And that's exactly how he would phrase it, too. Complete dog- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's here's what's interesting to me and why I'm actually a little optimistic. And it's not just because I like him as a player, right? Um, and as a personality more than anything, because he's just entertaining as hell. But. <laughs> I, I look at him a lot, like I look at Uzi, where he's just a guy, like, he's going to do his thing, and he's that much better than a lot of people at it that maybe that doesn't matter. Like, there's going to be situations where, yeah, ideally, I'd want to have someone that can do everything perfectly. I want to have, like, a Teddy or, like, a, you know, elder, like, whatever, right? Um, but he's the kind of guy where it's like, okay, like, if, if that's going to be, he's going to give a team attitude, he's going to give them a personality, he's going to give them uh, uh, an idea of what they want to be doing. I think back to like those SKT or the SK teams before he had to go into his service and like they were linear as hell. They knew exactly what they wanted to be doing. They were just going to lane you to death. And maybe that's what they do. I don't know. But I think he's just an exciting personality to have back in the scene again and it's I think I think the timing of his service was really unfortunate. That's um,
2: definitely true. Like, he he was going to be a big money-making oh, contract. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, if this hadn't happened at this exact time. He was also so. just
0: great for the league, too, because people want to watch them. They want to hear interviews and They want to hear what he says because he just runs his mouth all the time. And, and a lot of the the times he backs it up. Yeah. Like, that's...
2: Like, when he was around, he was, like, maybe the best laning AD carry among the best yeah. in the world. I
0: think him and Uzi. Like, legitimately. Yeah, I, think, I right. think he was, like, on that level.
2: And the only question is whether or not he can still do that because it's all right. Having a linear 80 carry that is only really good at one thing or the best at one thing, but he has to be able to do that thing. And we don't even know for sure that forgiven can do that to modern 80 carries anymore. He might just come in and be a mediocre laner, in which case now you got problems having forgiven. So I just don't I know. Mean,
0: there's, and like I said, like I bring up, I bring up Uzi and that was the comparison because they play very similarly. Like Uzi, even on scaling players, Uzi plays like a lane bully. Yeah. Right. And maybe maybe this gives Shawk an identity as a team. Like, OK, we're just going to play to this guy because just like RNG did and and RNG didn't win the world championship. But it showed you that that's good enough to get there. Right. <laughs> like, so maybe we end up in that kind of situation. But I'm, I'm really hyped for Forgiven. He's one of my favorite players. So I will
2: say as much as I'm, I'm saying, I'm skeptical to some degree. I love Forgiven, and I'm super happy to see him back 100 percent. I'm so excited that he's back in the league. I'm a little skeptical, but I'm super hyped about it.
0: Yeah, very, uh, very neat, like very unique type of player. Like maybe one—he's one of the best of all time at what he does. There's just not very yeah. many of them that do that. So, anything else in EU? <sighs> Got a lot of stuff in yeah. NA here. So,
2: yeah, people leaving more so than people coming. So we'll deal with the people who left as we deal with their new region right. team. So
0: first of all, um, <coughs> North America, we have a couple—we have three three teams that rebranded/slash sold/slash whatever. So. Clutch is now Dignitas. That's right. Dignitas is back again. Um, Dignitas. We have... I should have worn my Dignitas jersey. Whoops. Forgot to. <laughs> forgot to. I have my Dignitas yep. jersey. Dignitas. Oh, my so Dignitas. Clutch is now Dignitas. Clutch equal Dignitas. Echo Fox equal Evil Geniuses. Uh, Evil Geniuses, uh, e.g. a storied Echo. esports franchise. One of the first ones in any game years and years ago. They've been at this for... geez, They've got to be close to like two decades now, right? They were a
2: Counter Strike team in CS 1.5 quite a long time they ago. So in yeah, they've Street been a fighter
0: them. like more than a decade ago. Like they've yeah, been, they've around, been for around a while. while. So also, this is not their first radio in the LCS either. Um,
2: they were in the uh, European LCS. Yes, that was the as...
0: Snoop A team, right?
2: Yep, they they took over CLGEU's roster. Yeah. Although, did they do that in North America? I think Those it was in North America. Sure yeah, it was in
0: and those guys, but I can't. But I think it must have been in North and it America. Was, yeah, had- yeah. Uh, and then Optic uh, goes to Immortals, uh, also not their first foray into the LCS. So um, I'll be ref- I'll be attempting to refer to those as those names moving forward. If I mix them up, same as last one. Um, I think uh, we can brief- talk briefly on it. Um, so they they had a new rule, a new policy change where academy teams, uh, as far as I can understand, it was just academy teams. Um, have an additional Correct. import slot uh, allowed. They're still only allowed to start two imports per game, but you can now have an additional import on your roster, but that import has to be from one of the named emerging regions, uh, Tur- specifically Turkey, Brazil, Latin America, Oceania, and the Commonwealth of Independent States or Russia, right? So this was kind of an interesting move. A lot of people, there, a lot of the smaller region, uh, coverage people were not huge fans of it because they th- think it's going to like leech their players but I, I kind of think this could have the opposite effect right we're already seeing we saw a couple team we're going to talk about one in just a second but we've already seen a couple Oceania players signed um, to Western organizations um, I-, I think this is kind of cool because it-, it could end up giving those guys something more to strive for other than just dominating domestically for an entire career right like we could go we could see a BRTT come to the LCS Right, um, probably maybe maybe, or at least get a shot more often than than he normally would. So, um, uh, it's, thoughts for me
2: for me it depends on what the long term game plan for those regions is. Like, it, in the end, do we want it to be that when we go to the World Championships that Oceania and Russia and Brazil are real legitimate contenders that that could win the championship, or do we want to t- treat them as sort of the minor leagues to get into one of the four major regions? And it's really depressing to say it, but I think the ecosystem is best if we treat them like minor leagues. I think that it's better if your goal as a player is to get into one of the four major regions and those regions are all treated as like farming grounds. And I know that really sucks if you're from Australia and you want to see an Australian team raise the cup someday. But I also think it's just so unlikely that one of those regions is ever going to be able to put up a team that could win the championship. yeah I'm sure there'd be a story like in in the first 50 years, there would be a year where Oceania or one Brazil team. or Russia yeah, put up one team that went to the finals or something, or maybe even won it, but it's going to be so rare that I think you're just better off treating them like farming regions, like that are like good triple baseball teams, basically. And in that sense, I think it's really good open up more chances for guys to move from those regions into the four major regions. I'm all for it. I do think it's a little depressing, like I said, but I think I'm for it in the end.
0: I also think that there's the off chance that this ends up being good for both in like a different way. Like if, if the players have more to strive for, like the individual players have more to strive for than just that, then maybe you just get more players coming into the ecosystem, more players that are hungry or more players that are not willing to settle. Right. Like, And that could be good for the domestic region as well, right? Like, that could be just as good for that. Like, if you just have more players that are more hungry.
2: Yeah, I mean, you definitely need, like, big time being a professional to be a realistic outcome in order to have a proper, like, group of people that want to join your game. Like, even just League of Legends in general, before it became a profession where you could make a million dollars doing it, it it was not nearly, you know, we didn't have the level of talent and everything that we have now. So, yeah, you might be right. It might really say to people, you know, if you come in here and you play well, it's realistic that you could go to one of the big four regions and that might spurn a lot of people to try a little harder and, and work a little tougher at it. Yeah,
0: I, I think there's an outside chance that it ends up being I mean, this could end up just being a problem where you just have have to do, like, use more imports to, like, that could be, like, a downside to it for some of these smaller regions, but, uh, like, they become more reliant on, even more so, on you know, import like, eastern imports, you know, from major regions or whatever uh i just thought it was really interesting Uh, i feel like it can't really hurt that much and like what if what if a guy like destiny just pops off right yeah and like now that's a story that that you can port to like you can point to that what 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 the the ecosystem needs is one of these stories to be successful yeah because as soon as one of them is successful you're gonna have a whole army of people that are like okay he did it i can do it right and yep. I think that that's all you need to get the ball rolling. So I kind of like um, having having it as an option. Um, uh, Chris, Cal, any thoughts on this?
1: Not for me. I just hope to see, like you mentioned, success stories happening. It's interesting. And, yeah, that's all I can, my input. I don't know what to expect from them.
0: Cal, you got anything or no nah?
1: No,
3: I didn't really keep up with NA as much as... Or like the farming ground. Sorry.
0: Okay, good. Um, maybe the biggest move, uh, for non-players. Uh, Hundred Thieves. We know about this one already. So, Hundred Thieves add Papa Smithy as general manager. We knew this going into Worlds. It was pretty, pretty publicized and everything. They also add Zix from SK or from CLG. SKT. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> from CLG. Um, I I've had like a weird relationship with Zix. Like from like an opinion standpoint. Like. There's times where I think he's just so underwhelming, and then the, I, then he's also just taken teams that I have thought were going to be terrible and, like, made them pretty good. So I think he's probably a little better of a coach than I think he is. But uh, he clearly knows what he's talking about from next as a no standpoint, even if I don't necessarily agree with him on stuff. But uh, that, I thought that was an interesting move. And I think the combination of him and Papa Smithy shows that they want to have, like, a foundation in place, which I think is a good starting ground for, like, any team. Um. Hundred Thieves also add Rioma from Oceania uh, Bombers. He put on Bombers and he was on the Chiefs as well. Um, another oceanic import, uh, and I think from what you guys were telling me, and uh, it looks like he's actually going to be starting. So here's your oh. first shot. Here's the first shot for that that new that new policy to come into effect.
2: Yeah, and I said to you guys before we started this, but I'm just very confused on this one. Kind of similarly to Destiny. I love bringing Rioma over. I thought he's been pretty good. I thought he was worthy of of having a shot, but I don't know why you bring him on this roster. This is a roster of like pure veterans that have been around forever that is going to want to win right now. And I don't know that it seems like you say that maybe that's a style that, that people are comfortable with doing is bringing one rookie in there with, with four established names. But I I almost would have liked to see Rioma on a team that was, that was going into the rebuild and and trying to do something new. Yeah, rather than putting him straight onto a team that's going to want to win right now, I mean, you got Meteos, someday, Cody Sun. These are all guys that are not trying to take this split to jail. Yeah, like they're trying. They're trying to get into business here. Kind
0: of. I mean, it, it, doesn't this kind of feel like you could have a similar thing happen to like what happened to Hundred Thieves last year, where the spring was just like a colossal disappointment? And um, I don't know. At the same time, like, isn't it better to do this now?
1: Then, I don't... Like, if it
0: doesn't work out, like two months into the season, you can just be like, "I will, right, well, we'll, you know, try to get him in the summer," or like,
1: I like... don't know. I mean, like John said, Ryoma fits more for an emerging team. This brings me back to not last year, but the year before that, because this is what the team was, and the only complaint was, uh, what Kuki, like the the weird mid laner. Yeah. I don't know if Ryoma's better. He can't be worse, right? And that's. You don't want to waste that. Oh, wait, they don't have Afro either. But, yeah, so um, in either case, you're bringing in the the guy that, I don't know, maybe he'll surprise me. I've been wrong about these guys before.
0: So I I currently see, I see Someday got the big deal. Uh, Anda's not re-signed officially yet. Uh, Soligo. uh, Prismal, who I don't really know anything about. Is that a rename?
1: No, Prismo was even from Academy last Academy. year. He was from oh,
0: okay. Academy, but it looks like Stunt is their Stunt is their starting yeah, and then, support. And then, yeah, I see. I see Stunt is going to be the starting support. I think Fragass is still on the uh, roster. Yeah, he's probably going to be playing in Academy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so I, I actually think Stunt's fine. Like Stunt, Stunt was pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think Stunt's pretty good. I mean, Cody's been very good, and someday is the Cody best really Academy player of all year, time. Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> someday. You've, nobody's ever seen domination like when someday was an academy man that guy completely warped the entire academy league but Medios, I'm not entirely sold on Medios. other people are higher on him I than I am not but... sold
0: on him either <laughs> I, I and I say that as someone that was extremely skeptical on him this year yeah and he kind of impressed me like showed me he still got some left in the tank but I'm I'm just so I've been pretty I've been able to like read his career pretty well over the course of his entire career. Like I've known when to get off the train and when to get back on the train. And this feels like a sell medium moment to me. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, but ma- but maybe they just wanted like a stable presence that knows what he's doing. They didn't want to have to integrate like another new person. So maybe yeah. It
2: seems like them. maybe him with Rioma might pair kind of well, like a super veteran with a guy that's new to this scene. Cause like, yeah. if,
0: if you're going to give meteors one thing, it's that he's played on a lot of teams and he's like, always been at least okay for the most part. Yeah, I always thought he's a little overrated, but like he's been around the block. Like he's a he's a journeyman now, right? okay so,
1: quick question. Him yeah. or Amazing?
0: They're both the same to me. Like right? Yeah, they're so very
2: similar. Be- I think I would take Amazing of the two, but they're both very similar.
0: I think Amazing's a little more well-rounded, but uh, I don't know. That, so yeah,
1: you, they can't be- get any worse.
0: <laughs> that's fair, I guess. Um Smoothie and Biofrost swapping spots. Uh, I think this was officially a trade. I don't think this was like a dropped contract. I think they just traded. So, uh, Smoothie to CLG, Biofrost to TSM. Kind of TSM getting Biofrost back. I think both these players are really good. Kind of think they're both a little underrated as players, just in general. But uh, Maybe not. People know they're both good. But two good supports just switching spots. Maybe this was a coaching decision. I don't know. Like,.
2: Yeah, it could be a personality thing or something. Yeah. They both feel like they've been in the top half of the league for the last long time, but never been the best support in the league. So they're just kind of above average uh, supports. Well,
0: I'll, I'll bring I'll bring this up now because it's relevant to it. Um, it's something I wanted to touch on like further down the list here. But Kabe is also going to TSM from Europe, um, from Splice now, Mad Lions, to TSM. So you're going to have Kabe and Biofrost as the bot lane, I think is pretty solid. I think it would with anyone. Smoothie. Not right? bad, anyone. Yeah. All right, so, um, I don't know, I, it's same to me. I think they're both really good. They're probably the second and third best supports. Arguably. I thought Vulcan was very, very yeah, good. Yeah, Vulcan's, Vulcan's very good as well, so. Yeah, though. I think third I would have
2: 3 and 4 off the top of my head, so.
0: That. um, Golden Glue to Golden Guardians. That was awesome though. Very on brand. Very yeah. on brand. I know, uh, but
1: deserved. Deserved. He is definitely an LCS level type of
0: player. Man, I I don't <laughs> want to go into this again because like, how many times is Golden Glove been up and down and up and down and up and, down? and then He's like stuck in in limbo, man. Like he's way he's clearly way too good for Challenger, right? I've but he's never like, been all Yeah, but he's, like, never never been been that... um, Like, there's been metas for him where he's been pretty good, but... This is such a... It's weird, it's weird, right?
2: This is such a thrown-together roster, though. I'm very worried about Golden Guardians, like, coaching staff. They had
0: this, like... They had this idea where they were like, okay, we got these veterans, and then we got, like, these two new guys, and then we're going to have, like, a whole development system. Like, we're going to be very willing to switch in and out and have, like, a fluid 10-man roster, right? That was like their whole idea going into last year. And then they do this. It's like what, like it feels Guardians, like there's some yeah. pressure maybe from above. I mean, I love FBI. I'm really happy. They brought FBI in. <clears throat> yeah. I think he's
2: super high quality. I want to see him be the starter pairing him with a freshly re-rolled
0: Keith. I'm not, I mean, I don't know how good Keith is. Supposed- yeah. Who knows? Like maybe, maybe he'll be pretty good. Like there's a possibility. This is what he needed. You know, like that, that's Will certain... he turn into a pretty good
1: support? I thought he'd turn into a pretty
2: yeah. good
0: support. I don't know. Academy level. I can't. Please. I just can't. I can't get a read on this team. I like some things and dislike others, and it's just tough. I don't know. Um, Sven's carrying the evil geniuses. Sven was still good last year. I, I know he's not what he used he's to MVP, be. He's MVP, bro.
3: He's MVP. He, means,
0: he was, Yeah, yeah He's like. He's MVP. <laughs> Oh and
2: God, I thought awesome. Kibo was one of the most talented rookies, so I like that move for Evil Geniuses. I think Bang and Zazel is a pretty good bot lane. I yeah. have my thoughts. I think, <laughs> I, think they, I think Bang and Zazel will be fine. I am off. Opinion. I am off team
0: both of those. Why? See, I'm, I'm convinced yeah, on this I think one. I, I think I think Zazel is tremendously overrated. Oof. I don't, one really bad, I don't think he's a bad. I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's way overrated. I think everybody kind of like prices in like the Cloud Nine being a pretty good team over the last like his entire career. <laughs> like Zazel is good out of lane. He's smart. Like he he makes smart map decisions. He knows how to leverage his positioning. He's a good vision player for the most part. He's just a terrible laner. So to me, this Dang, is... Like, support too. yeah, Dang. I know that's why. Like I don't I think this is a good man. fit unless they're going to reinvent each other's games. Right. We don't know
2: the mid laner yet either. How? Demonte? Can we get Demonte on a team? Can we get him in here? It's probably
3: no. Um, yeah, Demonte and Paul
2: Belter, right? Uh, yeah, I mean two. either one of those guys, I'd be happy to have <laughs> on this E Q.
0: Uh, he's not officially signed.
2: No. Yet, so. Yeah, he's not signed with anybody, and neither is Demonte. I'd like to see one of those two guys on this roster. I think this is a middle of the pack, solid team if they put in one of those two guys.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, maybe the biggest news. Um, Broxa to Team Liquid from Europe. So we got Broxa from Team Liquid, or Broxa from Fnatic, obviously, to Team Liquid to replace Smithy.
2: The rich get richer? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. I and I was on like I, I like I, I like Smithy. I, I thought he was fine last year, but he I don't think he had that great of a world championship. It's not I don't think it was the reason they lost necessarily, but Broxa I do think is an upgrade. Like, just something Exmithy did wrong. Smithy yeah. didn't do anything wrong to me. It's just that Broxa is an upgrade, I think. I
2: thought Smithy was the worst player on the team. Yeah. I was looking to upgrade. That was where I was going to go. And Broxa for me is definitely an upgrade. So, no one's beating Team Liquid just like no one's beating G2. Yeah. Like, just lock in your, lock in your futures, boys.
0: <laughs> now it's
2: Jensen. Now it's Jensen that must improve this season or he's gone for yeah, me. I'd agree. Um, weakest link.
0: Zven and guess. Vulcan to Cloud Nine. Oh, you have someone in this Chris ahead, Sorry. No,
1: no, no. I'm just saying. Is is Jensen now the weakest link of the team? For me, uh, I think it is. Yeah, it's, I think
2: Jensen. I mean, the uh, yeah, only argument I think is Jensen and impact, and uh, I think it's yeah. more consistent. Zven and
0: Vulcan to Cloud Nine. Um, Zven. Zven's got a lot to prove right now. Like, after, I know TSM was not great, and I know that they have, like, basically no jungler all last year. But god damn man, like, somebody step up and make a play at some point, like, it, it felt like there was just a really shitty culture around that team. Like, I don't know if it was, like, lazy or just, con- like, I I don't, I, I can't put a finger on it, but didn't it feel like he should have been doing, so- like, he just should have been better. Like, even with all that shit going on, I still feel like someone should have been better. I think he's
2: not very good
0: for I, me. I, this is, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, maybe that's the case. Like this is arguably the worst move of the whole off season for me. Right. Um, uh vet like, if I, when I look at the
2: rest of this team, I think cloud nine shedded what was weakening them last season. Uh, I don't think that getting rid of Sven scare and that's arguable. I don't know that blabber is, is ready for a full split, but we'll see. But they got rid of sneaky who I do think was not good enough last season. Uh, they got rid of Zazel and brought in Vulcan, who I think is among the best supports in the league. And they just completely screw it up and bring in Sven. Which the, I, so many import eighty carries have gone around this season, and every single one of them I would have taken over Sven. Go get, yeah, go get Cody Sun. Go, mm-hmm. go trade for Sama from the LEC. This is an import slot. Go trade for Mystic, Bang, or Kabe, rather. Just like anybody but yeah.
0: Sven. I, 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 I do... I tend to prefer putting a good support with a bad AD carry if you have to do it that way, like not the other way around. So maybe Vulcan can just carry him. I don't know. But uh, this feels not great. Is this not. Zayzlo to EG we kind of already talked about. Uh, Crown to CLG. It's Crown. Woo. Crown's good.
1: I think he was interchangeable with Power of Evil, but I per- I personally I don't know what it is. I just prefer Crown. I think it's like a small upgrade. Just, uh,
3: I think it's kind of a wash. Maybe like a I little know, upgrade. Man. I'm high on I think both Crown, of them, and I still think this is a huge
0: upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I think Crown, like, I like Power yeah. of Evil. I'm Team Power of Evil. And Crown's a Crown, huge Ball. upgrade. Like Crown's a huge upgrade. Okay, like. The rest uh, of the team
2: doesn't really change. I mean so... you have
0: smooth yeah, if you have, if, if if you think smoothie and Byerfrost is, is an even trade, like it's still it's still they still have two stud players on this team. That's the way I look at it. And like in the LCS that's probably a playoff team. Honestly, unless the league improves a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean it's probably a playoff team. I don't think they're any sort of contender, yeah, but
0: I, that I'd agree with. Um still one of the best players in the league, I think. Like Smithy to Immortals. Uh, I don't know yet.
2: I, I, I hate Immortals roster so much. It's yeah, like, I know, I, I, I think, hate their roster.
1: I just think Xmithy it might be the best of the whole roster, and that's not
2: really saying much. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Though. I actually like, agree Xmithie, with that. Xmithie cannot be your best player. He can be a good complementary piece, but he can't be your best player. And bringing in Soaz is They're arguably Aika,
0: right. Is this like yeah. a team? Yeah,
2: bringing in Soaz is arguably as bad as bringing in Zven. That's, like, a very arguable. Altech, I never hate seeing him get another shot, but Altec's been around a while. This is not, a like, a rookie yeah. that we're going to get to see what his potential's like. Altec's Hakuho...
0: the, man- the band-aid. Like, that's the, the meme with the guy slapping the, the thing on the yeah. water tank. like that's the... <laughs>
2: Hakuho has been on, like, the worst team in the league, like, every time he's been on a team. Hakuho's like, good.
0: Like, I think is actually pretty good. But...
2: The worst team in the league, so... You could argue that, that maybe that's not his
0: fault. But... So it's a it's a startling trend. A worrying trend, yeah, right? A worrying, a worrying trend, trend yeah. right? Wildly put, yes. Um, bang Evil Geniuses and Kumo to Evil Geniuses. We'll just knock these both out. Uh, we already talked about this a little bit. The Bang Zazel bot lane. I'm a little skeptical. We'll go over TSM just real uh, quick. Copy to TSM. We also briefly mentioned... And Dardot. Stunt 100 Thieves. Oh, yeah. So... Dardock, love him or hate him, has to be better than the situation they had last year, period. Right.
2: He's definitely better than what they had last year, but I still think he's what makes this roster not elite. Probably. I think Beerson's been good enough to be elite. I think Broken Blade is making strides. (laughs) I was in a lot of people with the argument between Broken
0: Blade and Viper last year, and I think Viper's definitely better than Broken Blade, but
2: Broken Blade was
0: good. They're also both young and plenty of room to improve. Like, Broken Blade is going to be... A lot. I think he's probably going to be a lot better this year. He probably learned so much this season.
2: Yep, I think he's going to be very good. I think Kabe is going to be arguably among the best eighty carries in the league, maybe the best eighty carry. I think he could be better than double lift if he's put in the right situation. Uh, I think Biofrost is very good. Dardox the only person on this team, and I hate TSM. So if I'm giving them credit,
0: you know, watch out. I think they're well, they, a very, very I mean, good they team. They fixed in the Dardoch. problem, right? presumably it's it's just going to be a matter it's just going to be a matter of okay did we get back to eighth best jungler or is this the third best jungler you know like
2: we talked about it in our chat but i think it's important to say is that a lot of people are going to say that this move is could be bad because Dardox like some locker room cancer or whatever and my actually issue has nothing to do with that i don't even think he's that toxic anymore i think he's grown up a lot since then my issue is just in play skill yeah, I just think there's a play skill issue that that he might not be able to overcome. He was not that good in any times we've seen him in the last year, in the in the LCS. But yeah. we'll see. I like the rest of their roster a lot.
0: I like the, what they've done there a lot. What else do we have? Flyquest. We have Ignor and Power of Evil to Flyquest. Not enough. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to think of this. I'm game. a big
2: Flyquest fan, but. This doesn't feel any different to me than last year. Like, I don't really think Power of Evil is a big upgrade from Poe Belter at all. I think they're different players, but both about the same skill level. Um, Santorin was fine last season. I think Wild Turtle is who had to go, unfortunately, because I love Wild Turtle, as I've said many times. But uh Wild Turtle is just another sneaky for me. Like, he's just riding just on his guy. name, but he has not been good enough. And I don't think bringing in Ignar is going to save the Wild Turtle issues. Uh,
0: and then we have Johnson from... um I think uh, this is uh Cody son's brother, right? Uh, solo queue superstar. I think he had like three accounts in the top five at one point this season. Um, Dignitas picking him up, uh, yeah. to go with
2: just Hooney.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we really don't know anything
2: else about this team other yeah. than Hooney and Johnson. So
0: yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think that's about everything for now, uh, of the stuff that's like confirmed anyway. Uh, I was going to go over pick of the week but we uh, why not we'll just do it. So we did for the year we ended up up 8.73 units. I don't have a pick of the week this year uh, this week obviously. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> uh up we ended up uh 5561 and then uh we had our our one win and our one push. Uh, I didn't count your future setup which ended up being what plus
2: uh, I think it was like plus 6 plus like Somewhere between four and six units, something
0: like that. So, so it was good ended up double digit plus for the year. Uh, I'll do the actual math on. I'll have you guys out for that uh, next time we record. But um, we just want to get some uh, get an episode out to you guys. Uh, we are doing stuff in the off season. We do have uh, more plans, but we want to take some time with the. This is like the only downtime we get all year, so we want to take some time. Uh, let people enjoy the holidays. A lot of this stuff is still skeptical. Like you know, we there's a, still a lot of news come out. Still, um, we'll probably record another one of these soon and uh unless i've got anything else uh this has already run kind of long so i think we'll uh we'll get out of here and uh try to schedule out our next recording and uh hopefully we have some more news some more finalized rosters and then we can really start diving into uh these teams moving forward chris and cal had a dip uh just in the middle of this so they send their regards as well we will see you guys next time uh signing
2: off signing off see you later guys awkward
0: endings enjoy the off the gold card podcast opening theme is clouds by harvey and the hendersons the closing theme is wasp in a hat by the tea club subscribe to the podcast on itunes and podme to never miss an episode